Hey, what's going on? This is David Boy James. Hey, this is Scott Owen. Hi, this is Deborah Lynn. We're Rosewood, Rosewood Avenue. Avenue. Hey, everybody, this is Kadu. Hey, everyone, this is Haley Verrill, and you're listening to the Canadian Country Music Podcast with your host, Tim Albertson. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Canadian Country Music Podcast. This is episode 16. I am your host, Tim Albertson, Canadian country music artist and lover who has been infatuated with every aspect of the Canadian country music world. The ins, the outs, the moments behind the stage, the songs, the business, and of course, share our stories with our fans. On today's episode, we polled our audience on Facebook, and by unanimous decision, our guest this week is Miss Haley Verrill. If you've watched the video episode of our interview, sit back because there will be even more content here today. But before we begin, my new hot sauce is available everywhere today. Hooligan Fuel, Tim Albertson, Private Reserve, Tangy Whiskey, and Honey Heat is here. I cannot begin to tell you how amazing this sauce is. It goes incredible on chicken or as a dip with shrimp rings or toss it with your wings. The possibilities are endless. What's even better is if you order by January 9th, proceeds go towards the George Jeffrey Children's Center here in Thunder Bay who assists children with needs-based learning. What a perfect way to end off the year by giving the proceeds to such an incredible cause. You can get yours today or any one of their incredible sauces by hitting up their website, hooliganfuel.com. That's H-O-O-L-I-G-A-N-F-U-E-L.com for more details. Now, on today's podcast, we have Haley Verrill. Born and raised in Burlington, Ontario, home of Boots and Hearts, by the way, Haley began singing where some of today's best performers began, in the church. From there, her inspirations found her focusing on a subgenre and with the help of a well-known Canadian country artist and phenomenal songwriter, Haley stepped out onto the scene with her single Dance Around It. From there, Haley found her calling and with the help from her and her management team, Haley has had one hell of a 2021, including being inducted into the Burlington Music Hall of Fame. Podcast friends, I asked you who you wanted and you chose unanimously. So for our final full episode of 2021, get snug up to the fire, wrap some of those gifts or rush out to buy them. Chris, yes, I am talking about you because our interview with Miss Haley Verrill begins in three, two, one. There's a spot way back in the boondocks. All right. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Canadian Country Music Podcast, sponsored by Hooligan Fuel Hot Sauce, where you can get the best tasting hot sauce for every occasion at hooliganfuel.com, including this new baby, Hooligan Fuel Tim Albertson Private Reserve. It's a tangy whiskey and honey heat barbecue sauce you can get right now until January 9th proceeds of that hot sauce goes to the george jeffrey children foundation in thunder bay so you're supporting an amazing cause at an amazing time if you are watching on youtube thank you so much for tuning in to the live premiere please make sure to click that subscribe button and that bell so you know when we premiere next also give us the good old thumbs up if you are watching the premiere also click over to that live feed where you're chatting with me and the live artist as the show is going on if you're listening on any major podcast streaming platforms, such as Anchor, Spotify, 
or Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for tuning in today. My name is Tim Albertson, Canadian country music artist and lover. Today, we have a very special guest. Listeners on our Facebook group, we asked you who you wanted us to end our 2021 season off with. And by unanimous decision, it was Miss Haley Verrill. Burlington, Ontario, Canada, country pop singer songwriter Haley Verrill is a fresh young artist who has quietly but quickly been edging her way into the Canadian country music community over the past couple of years with her roots and contemporary inspired original music. Haley has been honored to present her original music opening shows for working with and alongside other iconic Canadian musicians. About songwriting, though, Haley says, while our musical journeys are all at different points in our original music may vary in style, as musicians, I think we share the same inspirations. Our music comes out of our day, our experiences, and the experiences of our friends, family, and those we meet. We are always on the lookout for a good story that says who we are, but which also feels like it could be somebody else's story, too. We write about life, love, and the world, and hope that people will be inspired or encouraged if they are going through the same things. Canadian Country Music Podcast listeners, please give it up for my guest today, the one and only Miss Haley Verrill. Haley, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me, Tim. I can't believe that this is what the country fans wanted. Me? <laughs> You know what? It's crazy because like I even put up like I put James Parker band. Do you want me to try and reach out to them? Do you want me to try to reach out to Brett Kissel? And there was a couple that are like, we want Jeff Fordron. We want this. We want that. And then all of a sudden Haley Verrill popped up on the thing and it blew up like wildfire. <laughs> it was to the, hilarious. It was to the point like within the first like two hours of your name getting pot on there, there was no point in even having the rest of the poll. <laughs> you were too That's far so gone funny. that I didn't think anybody was catching you. So I'm like, well, the listeners have answered me perfectly. That's amazing. I really like that. That's and it's a good way to end off the year as well. Exactly. So first off, Haley, I want to dig a little bit deeper into your musical background. When were you first hit with a music book? When was I first hit with a music book? That would have to be when I was about maybe six or seven years old uh, when I learned piano I started piano lessons and I went to voice lessons but when I first hit with the music kind of bug was when I was a baby I was in the church choir listening to my dad and my mom sing sticking crayons and pencils and the people that were holding me while I was in church and then I finally joined that church choir and began singing and getting solos and I just fell in love with it and our choir director at the time was actually my piano teacher oh wow cool that's incredible well also like being from burlington like you're you're in the stomping grounds of boots and hearts yes my i would love to play at boots and hearts one year i i I also wanted to go to i love camping oh yeah (laughs) have you been so much no i've not been i've been interested but i haven't gotten the chance to go Okay, I, I was always curious, being from Burlington, had, did Boots and Hearts influence your concept of what kind of music you wanted to do at all? Or was that just like a, a perk to being there? So that was just a perk to being there. Okay. Being, listening to so much country music and being influenced by Dolly Parton and the artists that my parents were listening to. Mm-hmm. That's how I kind of fell in love with country music. Perfect. Well, that's what we're going to get into next. Who were your main inspirations? And let's think about like stage performance and songwriting and even your personal life. So there's a huge range of artists. I saw Dolly Parton 
a years and years ago on stage and just seeing that stage presence and writing, I was actually writing a thing for college because we had to go to so many different concerts or places and write down what we experienced and what we saw and what we wanted to use from that mm-hmm. and seeing her stage presence, how she treated the audience and how she captured the audience throughout her songs. She really inspired me to be a better performer and how I speak on stage. Cause when I first started singing, I would go up on the microphone and be like, this is my song. Enjoy. And then I'd play. Yep. But now you can't get me to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so it's well, been, it's been, <laughs> it's been a wild journey. And I still have way other um, influences as well, like the rec laws today with pop country, because yeah. I started out playing and, and writing traditional type of country music. Mm-hmm. And eventually, as I experienced more and I hung out with more people and made more contacts, I really enjoyed the pop country music and what we listen to today. Yeah. So the rec laws, even Shania Twain is releasing some more kind of pop country things instead of the old like old traditional type of country mm-hmm. well i would say that even shania like she was the one that kind of cast the first stone that kind of rippled us into the pop aspect yes. and then if you look farther on like taylor swift then came into it and she really kind of went her own way and now it seems as though like pop and country are almost one and the same yeah and i have a bigger influence to it really isn't in the country scene now oh, he perfect. did do a country he did do a country track with dan and shay uh, Justin Bieber. I love his story, where he's come mm-hmm. from, and how he's built up and changed throughout his years and his young start of fame. Yeah, no, that that's absolutely incredible. That he's that's another spot not too far down the road from you, correct? Yes, in Stratford. Yeah, that's awesome. So before we talk about your latest single, "Side of Small Town," I wanted to talk about the song that put you on my radar last year, which is of course "Dance Around It." This song went places for you. Is it fair to say that this was kind of your breakout single? I think so. I can agree with that one. Okay, so let's let's break down this track quickly. Who wrote it and produced it for you? Mr. Dustin Bird. He's been all over the place. Such an amazing guy to work with and amazing musician himself. Oh, 100%. What what was your release strategy for this single? Was it more did you look at more like the streaming like Spotify or were you looking more at radio? So when it came to that, we released it to all Canadian country radio and streaming platforms. Okay. We felt that song was a big grab and a big thing that people would like and enjoy because it was my first entrance really into the pop country scene because mm-hmm. the song I had released the year prior was more traditional sounding because yeah. it was it was produced in Nashville, right? So this song, we wanted to just push it out because Dustin Bird is, is a well-known producer and musician himself. Yeah. And knowing who's on that track and I just pushed it out to radio and streaming platforms and it did really well for me. Wicked. Now, how did you and Dustin actually first meet? So my best friend, Angela Syracuse, I was at an open mic and she kept bringing up the name Dustin Bird, showing me his songs. She gave me his phone number. We contacted him and we eventually met him in person, um, one-on-one talking because I'd always been interested in his songs and his music. Mm -hmm but I never really went out there to make the full contact with them. Yeah, absolutely. When was that? When did that happen? Was that pre-COVID? Yes, way before COVID. Oh, fair enough. Uh, okay, well, uh, what, now let's. Now that we know a little bit about Dance Around It, let's break down your new single, Side of Small Town, which just released Friday, correct? 
Yes. It is now well, Saturday, Friday, Saturday. <laughs> Fair enough. It, it released on the weekend and it's already over a thousand plays. So congratulations. Thank you so much. I can't believe that people are listening to it and enjoying it. It's awesome. And I, I, I like, I like the little, again, it's that poppiness. You have this, like, it's almost to a point now where you, you have this, oh, I, I'm losing the word in my head right now, but when you put it on rec recognition. So you are recognized the second that I click on Spotify, you have that sound in there with dance around. It just has that little hook that you can kind of be like, this is a Haley Barrel song. Well, that's awesome. That's that's the whole goal is to be able to be recognized and be different from everybody else. Fair enough. Now, what what things did you change in this release that you did from Dance Around It? I know there was also a release called Stir Crazy in there as well. But seeing as how the success that you had with Dance Around It, what techniques did you hold on to or what techniques did you change? Um, definitely the techniques that we changed was this time we're pushing it not only to Canadian country radio, we're pushing it to also the United States. Okay. And yeah. And we, and we took more time with this one. We didn't rush it. And the timing was a lot better as well because the pandemic had kind of slowed down a bit. Mm -hmm. When I was releasing Dance Around It, there were so many delays because oh, yeah. we couldn't go into the studio. We just, yeah, it was just a big, big thing like that. And this one was actually written by fully myself and another co-writer. So being able to have a song and hopefully hear it on the radio that not only have, am I singing on, but I have been part of the writing process. It'll be truly amazing. Yeah, no, that that's a whole different feeling, right? Now, Especially, let, yeah. How about we talk about the songwriting? Where did Side of Small Town first come from? So I was dry. It was actually a really snowy day. <laughs> I didn't even know if I could make it to the co-write, oh, <laughs> but I pushed my way through it. And as soon as I got there, uh, Angela had this had this one line, had this idea, fast phrases, we both regret, kind of that whole section. And mm -hmm. we took that and it started out as being like a relationship kind of love song. And then I kind of like, you know what? I want to make this an anthem. I feel like this could be an anthem, a powerful yeah. anthem. You can visualize the small town pride you see at college football games. And funny 100%. enough, as we were releasing this, the Hamilton Tie Cats made it to the Grey Cup, right? You know. <laughs> oh, that's fair enough. See <laughs> so how things really cool. align right there. Yeah. So seeing that cheering in the loyal crowds, the team showing off for its fans, I wanted to transfer that same small town ideals to relationships. You know, that classic small town simplicity and loyalty. The relation, the relationship won't break. Mm -hmm. No, that's amazing. I even like like your your logo. The HV that's hidden in the scoreboard there. That is a really nice logo. I like that. Thank you. That logo that was built on, uh, I like to write a lot of love songs and I like singing love songs. Mm -hmm. So that heart was really cool. And then it has that HV in it in the heart. So you can notice it's Haley Barrel. Oh, yeah. It's, it's again, it's very <laughs> clever and beautifully done. Thank you. Now, if you go check out your Facebook group, Haley Barrel Music, you have a bunch of dates lined up for shows first off congrats and i'm not jealous at all <laughs> thank oh. you i'm hoping they stay they stay that way <laughs> fingers crossed right fingers, fingers crossed. crossed uh what can fans expect at a Haley burrell show well you can expect very um slight comedic slight comedy i'm not i don't i don't find myself funny sometimes i do 
but sometimes I'm really not funny and people can tell me that. <laughs> but I get my humor from my dad. Fair enough, as but, we all. But you can find upbeat energy, lots of engaging with the crowd. Awesome. And a lot of a lot of talking about my songwriting as well. I try and share as much as I can. Roughly how long are your sets? Um, they're the most average 45 minutes. Okay. Is it usually all originals or do you throw a couple covers in there as well? Uh, when I, it depends where I'm playing. So if I'm playing at a bar gig, I try and throw as many covers in as possible because people are there. I'm kind of more background music mm-hmm. and people are there to chat and things like that. And it'll catch their eye if, they, if I'm playing a song they already know. Yeah, fair enough. All right. So Haley, 2021 is officially on its last weeks. Looking back at the year with all the chaos that we went through, openings and closings, two vaccinations turned into three, one type of COVID turned into seven different variants. I'm curious, what is Haley Verrill's most proud moment looking back on an incredible year of music? Wow, that's a good question. I have, I think I have multiple proud moments. I would think this year was definitely, and 2020 as well, like these two years have definitely been big learning experiences and taking time to work on my social media, Mm -hmm. work on my songwriting and make more contacts. And I think one of the most proudest moments of this year that's passed already was when I got inducted into the Burlington Performing Arts Center Hall of Fame. That was- congratulations on that. Thank you. No, being able to, like, it's hard to, I'm like speechless about it still. It still hasn't hit me that now I'm in my Performing Arts Center for the entire time that that building is going to be up for. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool that my own city allowed me to have such that, such that honor, you know. It's, it's almost like that right there is a reward in all of itself. Yeah, being able to be recognized by my own city is really mm-hmm. cool. And after that had happened, I'm getting more events with the city and Ontario itself. So it was really oh, cool. 100%. So what's next for Haley? What is next for me? Next year, I have so many co-writes lined up. Next year is just all about co-writing. This year, I didn't really co-write that much. Mm-hmm. That when I, when I should have, I should have taken that opportunity. But now I want to take the opportunity with the people I've met and just start co-writing because I believe more ears are better than one. Yep, 100%. And you'll soon find out that as you co-write, you will realize (laughs) that everybody has almost a similar story. Exactly, yes. Mm -hmm. Now, the last part of our interview, I changed up a little bit. Usually, I ask, when do you know you've made it? But for our fans, I believe it's extremely important to let them know why we do this. So if a normal person is looking in from the inside, they're probably looking at us thinking we're insane for spending a boatload of money on the slight chance that we might be able to make a living out of this. But our reasons can outweigh the negativity and the letdowns of our industry. So Haley, please tell me, what is your why? Why I do what I do. So when I was younger, I really wanted to be a veterinarian and I was told I was, I was stupid and, and I, I wasn't smart enough to do it. So I kind of gave up on that. And being 5'3", I was interested in basketball, but being 5'3", you're pretty short, right? Hey, Alan Iverson can do it. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, I, I really, and knowing that I was doing piano already and singing in the church choir, I really found a love for music. So I took that more seriously 
in my music classes. Now we didn't do a lot of piano or vocals in, in elementary school. It was more of ukuleles, recorders, and then I eventually went into trumpet. And then it wasn't until my third year of college that I knew exactly what I was doing and why I was doing music. I had always gone to open mics and just sang and played, but I never really knew why. Mm-hmm. I just enjoyed the music. I just enjoyed doing it. And my third year of college, when I started a program called Singing for Smiles, um, we wanted to do, they wanted us to create something. Everybody was doing, oh, I'm going to write a single. I'm going to release an album. I'm like, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I felt like I needed to do something else. So I created a program called Singing for Smiles because a couple of years back, um, I had experience from my dad's. So my grandma had suffered from a stroke that stuff that uh, basically paralyzed her right side of her, of her body and her throat. And she grew up teaching my dad how to sing. And I learned, and I got the musical bug from my dad. And when I started singing and pulling out my very first guitar that I had gotten for Christmas from him, the smile on her face. And when I was singing, she trying to sing her eyes lighting up and, and she actually got better from that. I knew this is what I need to do. Mm-hmm this is my purpose is music. And I took that story and that experience and I put it in singing for smiles. And I have a program where I go around to different retirement homes and nursing homes and sing classic country. Oh my goodness. So that's why I do it. And (sighs) being able to put music to radio, it just gives more ears. People can listen to, to what I write and what I do, even though it may not be traditional country, I'm really enjoying the pop country scene, but I grew up with traditional country. Mm. you'll always remember your roots yes that's awesome oh thank you for sharing that Haley. that was beautiful oh thank you the the only reason i say that is because your reason why and my reason why are very similar when my grandmother had passed away i've got a microphone on my arm that says when words fail music speaks and on the headstock of the microphone where the switch is my grandmother's initials are right there and she's the oh, one that's, that's amazing then she's the one that taught me how to sing so when she passed away in her gosh darn well she wanted me to sing at her funeral and so like i had sang like songs here and there but for my grandmother i wanted to write a song so i wrote a song called sketched and that's where my music bug sort of kind of started and i realized that hey i'm actually not too bad at this writing thing i can tell a pretty good story when i have the means to and then from there i just kept going on and on and I went to a George Canyon concert once who's sitting in the middle of all those pictures there. So there's Kira Isabella there, George Canyon. Then we got Emerson drive over there. I've got Tracy Lawrence down there and then Gord Bamford. And That's awesome. yeah, George Canyon was the very first concert that I got to see at the auditorium. So it was like a big deal for me. And in between me and my mom, there was a nine-year-old on my side and there was a grandmother that was like 95 on my mom's side. Both of them are rocking the hell out. And like that, that's where I realized I'm like, not only does country music have this feeling where like everybody's included and everybody can have this good time and experience the same things, but it has the longevity from being uh, noticeable to a five-year-old and noticeable to a 95-year-old. That, that was the reason right there, that man right there. Well, that's awesome. No, yeah. I like those pictures. Right. I eventually, I'm going to eventually change my camera angle, put it, the other way and have pictures behind me instead mm-hmm. of this where you can see the uh the blue skies behind me <laughs> hey I, that that curtain right there is only for show 
<laughs> <laughs> it's it's got nothing behind it and then that that i just wanted to put up because i figure like it, we need a back no, i like that some sort. i like that but yeah anyways back into the conversations uh Haley, where can our followers reach you or find you on social media wherever you do social media that's facebook that's twitter that's instagram you can find me at Haley Verrill music as well as if you like looking at websites and being able to grab every single piece of social media and streaming platforms, you can look at HaleyVerrillMusic.com. Woo! Lastly, what piece of advice would you give an up-and-coming independent country artist? The best advice, because I've, I've been dealing with this, is don't be afraid of no. So don't be afraid of being rejected. Just keep going out there. Mm-hmm. The most important thing you can do is just play. Because eventually someone's going to hear you, whether it be a producer, maybe another musician, maybe another artist, or maybe a label. They'll hear you eventually, and someone's going to know somebody. So that's how I met the people that I met today, and who I'm, I'm still contacting and still best friends with, is through just going out there and, and chatting with people, mm-hmm. making relationships and being friends and just understanding. Because if you just expect yeses all the time and, and to be, and have, be successful right away, that's not going to happen. No, this lo- doesn't really happen overnight unless you're lucky. And especially in country music or music in general, there there is millions upon millions of people all fighting for the same dream as you. Mm-hmm. 100%. So that's what I say. And I say, just keep songwriting. Even though the songs you write, you may feel that they're not the best songs. If, if you like them, you like them. And mm-hmm. nobody else can really say about it. But what you can do is you can work and co-write with somebody and, and they can help you make that song even better than maybe how, how you feel it may be or not. 100%. Perfect. Well, Haley, thank you so much for joining me today. You have been on my radar for a while now and what you were destined to be on this podcast, whether or not you got <laughs> voted in or not. When I heard Dance Around It come out, I had a feeling we would be sitting here today to talk about our love for music. So thank you so much for coming on and ending our amazing first season. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I have some questions for you. Absolutely. (laughs) What did you enjoy the most about dance around it? Okay. So right after, right off the bat, the hook, your, your niche, the intro, the down, 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 (laughs) down, like that. I love the melody in the song. And then, just the way it was mixed it just sounds so beautiful like when i was listening to canadian indie country countdown when that song came on first off you came on like the week after i came on so i already knew i was in trouble (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so dance around it came on and like you're listening to some songs and no offense to the indie artists out there i i i am a young indie artist too but there are some songs on there that you notice are independents but when Dance Around It came on it, God damn it, woman, I could have sworn that came out of a recording studio, like some like <laughs> Sony or Universal. The mix on it was phenomenal. And I then, know when I first heard it, I can't lie, that was my first, very first pop country song. You know how many times we did the vocals? Because I grew up because I did classic yeah, country, not, not classic country, yeah, but yeah. no, just classical music in general. I pronounced every single word mm-hmm. and Dustin was like, you can't do that. We gotta, we gotta make you not pronounce words. So yeah, you, we gotta make you sloppy vocals. a little bit. 
Yeah. I, I pronounce the T's <laughs> too much. Oh no, like that. I love that. And and then <laughs> and then you have this one side of small town and it. I will I will give you one constructive criticism on it. And it might just be my headphones. It might be the way that it comes into my headphones. The music sounds a little bit louder than the vocals in it. But okay, again, yeah. but again, that could be my headphones when I'm listening to it because I'm I'm cranking it in here. But I I feel like the music slightly drowns you out a little bit. In no, I love that feedback. But I that, appreciate that. Other than that, I love that song. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. What do you like about that one now? And I'm gonna keep asking you questions. Okay. Now I'm the, now I'm the podcaster. Well, <laughs> side of small town. I grew up in a small town, a population of 250 people. So I mean, like dirt small town. And like it, it, you when you hit it nail on the head when you were talking about it being an anthem, I was like, I, I love and I love the way that you you kind of transpire into the side of small town. Where it's not necessarily just constantly, there's a love story in it. There's an anthem in it. There's a high, there's a fast pace in it, but it also has that melody. I don't know how the hell you do it, but you did it. <laughs> it I got to think, I literally found the rec laws. Um recently before i wrote that song mm-hmm. and i was just having they were always writing anthem vibes and i was like i kind of like that vibe i want to continue with that so we came up with that oh well you you did it it was beautiful <laughs> well thank but, you because it was more than just relationship love like i said it was more of love in general and then love of the fans and love of the game 100 percent oh man yeah but <laughs> that's it my girl like you you're you got it i appreciate that we got to songwrite sometime because you said 100%. you're a songwriter yourself 100%. i like the story about your your grandma as well so that's pretty cool so i would love to definitely wrong uh songwrite with you well that'd be fantastic i would love to hit me up with some dates i got some i got lots of open dates in january perfect i will shoot you up a message as soon as i can <laughs> that's awesome wicked Haley. well thank you so much I appreciate it. And thank you to everybody that's listening. I really appreciate that. You got you got to hear us kind of just jabble on about songwriting. And now we're going to try and hook up and, and write songs together. This is <laughs> what this podcast is for. <laughs> that's what I love. Just going on about random stuff and, yes. and it turning into co-writes because we can have a really good song together now. Exactly. Who knows? Next year, you're going to see Tim Howerson and Haley Verrill just rock the world. <laughs> Look out, Luke Combs. I'm coming for you. That's funny. Are you inspired by him? I am. I'm very inspired by him. And the only reason why is when he comes out with a song, I feel like I was just about to write that goddamn song. (laughs) That's how I feel with a lot of songs. I wish I wrote that song. (laughs) Well, but it was literally like, so my, my father passed away two years ago and he came out with, uh, what was it? Um, Oh, I'm hearing the song in my head right now. I feel like it's in case you didn't know that one. No, that would be Brett. That's, that, that's Brett Young. Brett Young. Um, oh, daddy, I'm afraid. Won't you stay a little while? Keep me safe. I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure that out. I don't know. He has oh, so many just, good songs. Just because I'm leaving. Oh, okay. that's what it is. So just because I'm leaving, um, I ain't going nowhere. And that song literally came out a week after my dad passed. Wow. So, like, it literally feels like I am the Canadian aspect of Luke Combs. Because even when he did um, 
if you are in case you see me or if you can see me or something like that i had literally written a song called if you can see me now and you can see it on youtube right now it's completely unreleased but it was when i did america's got talent i had uh, auditioned for it and oh, i made wow. i made it through the first round and i got to go to do a zoom meeting with the producers and everything so that's cool I was like, man, if I ever made it onto the stage of America's Got Talent, like that is the biggest stage I think I'll ever touch. And there's a lot of people I need to thank. Yeah, so, I've always looked into going into America's Got Talent, but then I look at the the small print, the terms and conditions, and I always get turned away because they say you have to be American or have American like visa or citizenship. Mm-hmm. So, so I with, never try. With this year's, because everything was basically online for it, they were allowing international artists into it. But I think, and this is just from me, I think that because so many gosh darn Canadians applied to it and they saw the amount of talent that the Canadians had, because during the international ones, like no offense to the Russians or anything, but they, the Canadians were just blowing people out of the water. Like the performances that I saw from it were incredible. And lo and behold, all of a sudden Canada's got talent gets announced yes and i applied for that one but i never heard anything back yeah i i, I same here so <laughs> we're, we're all in the same boat on that one but <laughs> but still like but it's it was all right yeah so i thought like you know if i ever did make it i wanted to have that song out there so if you can see me now was the song that i wrote and i had it all written up and i was all ready and then luke combs comes out with a similar sounding song and i'm like yeah he did it again <laughs> Or doing this, like doing this is a song that literally would just pop out of my mouth. It, yeah, he, he he's one of them. Well, I'm so glad that you're inspired by so many different artists as well. It, it's a lot and they can write songs that maybe you wanted to write or you were thinking of. And it's mm-hmm. like, how do they how do they know me so well? And that's what I love about songwriters is that they're able to just put songs out there that connect with so many people. Yeah. And not only not only the major artists, but I get inspired a lot by independence as well. So like I went down to the Soundcheck Entertainment 10-year extravaganza and I got I luckily got to co-headline it with Josh Norad. But the ladies' night, and I, I kid you not, like the ladies' night blew us out of the goddamn water. So there was Mackenzie Lee Mayer and Susie Corey. So Susie comes on and she's just rocking it. And then Mackenzie just came back from the stampede. So her production quality, I was just mind blown. I walked into there going, wow, in Thunder Bay, all I need to do is go on a stage (laughs) and play with a guitar. And people seem to like that down here. They have lights and sirens and they have conversations and it's a whole production show. And that really opened my eyes coming back home. So now that's one of the things that we look for in our show is now we have to have that production quality in it as well. Well, that's good. Thank you, Mackenzie, for that. But yeah, that's just (laughs) one way I get inspired constantly. Every single time I see a live show or I'm talking to an artist, like there's a pad and a piece of paper. There's a, there's a a whiteboard with a bunch of notes (laughs) all over it. Like I'm always learning. And I think that that's that's why this podcast exists is because I always want to learn everything. And hopefully the people that are listening want to learn just as much as I do. Well, that's awesome. And that's a good reason behind the podcast too. Mm -hmm. You probably got way more reasons for the podcast, but I really enjoy that reason the most is that, and this is why I also love the Canadian country scene is that we're all here to help each other. 
Yeah. It's very much family and I love it. I love the family that we have. Sure. There's some uncles and aunts that we don't like to talk to all that much, but (laughs) there there's, it's 100% family. Nobody's here to step on toes. If we can all rise together, that's the goal. Yeah, exactly. And I like how so many, like even Aaron Allen, like he's Mm -hmm. a big artist. He's made, he's gotten so many awards and things like that, but he's so humble. Right. And, and he's helping independent artists as well. And he's, he's songwriting. I mean, him co-wrote a song together. Mm-hmm. He's writing with many more artists. We have more dates lined up for co-writes. And it's so amazing to know that big artists like him and like Dustin Bird are, are yeah. making it and helping lower, lower artists and newer artists. 100%. Well, thank you, madam. We have to end this now because I'm sure Zoom's going to get me in trouble here because I'm going to go over my time. But, uh, this was a blast thank you so so much i really enjoyed it thank you for having me and thank you to everybody that uh, blew him away with all the votes <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of them so you best get your thank you cards ready madame <laughs> i guess i'll have to <laughs> all right Haley, take care take care Jim. Well, there you have it, everyone. My amazing interview with Haley Vero. As stated, you can reach her on all social media platforms at Haley Vero Music, Vero spelled V-E-R-R-A-L-L, or head over to her website at HaleyVeroMusic.com. Next episode, I rewind some of my most favorite conversations with some of the most incredible guests I have had on this podcast this year, our 2021 Year in Review. Wonder who will be at the top. Hmm. My name is Tim Albertson. You can check out my music at timalbertsonmusic.ca. Also, make sure to follow us on Facebook by searching the Canadian Country Music Podcast or follow and subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can check out the video of the interview as well as YouTube exclusive questions not found on this podcast. Also, watch for the premiere of our videos because we also bring the artists into the live chat room just for use. Just search the Canadian Country Music Podcast on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, and follow us up. If you're an artist and you have some insight you want to share about your experience, please, please email us at the ccmcast at gmail.com. Until next time, everyone, remember that love is always free. I will see you all next time. Have an absolutely incredible Christmas, and I love you, Mommy. Happy birthday. Take care, everybody.